Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. What is procrastination? Why do we wait until the last minute to complete our tasks? And how can we stop procrastinating? On today's episode of Thinking in English, let's discuss these questions and more. You can find the full transcript of the episode on the Thinking in English blog. Have a look at my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, for more content. And leave a like or follow wherever you listen to Thinking in English. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To delay. To delay. To make something happen at a later time than originally planned or expected. As in, my plane was delayed by another hour. Deadline. Deadline. A time or day by which something must be done. The deadline for applications was April 15th. To sabotage. To sabotage. To intentionally prevent the success of a plan or action. As in, she tried to sabotage her colleagues' careers. Due. Due. Expected to happen or arrive at a particular time. As in, the homework is due by midnight tomorrow. To overestimate. To overestimate. This means to guess an amount that is too high or a size that is too big. For example, I overestimated how much food to buy for the party. There is so much left over. To underestimate. To underestimate. To fail to guess or understand the real cost, size, difficulty of something. For instance, he seriously underestimated the cost of building his own house. Frame of mind. Frame of mind. Someone's mood or the particular way someone thinks or feels about something. For example, I was not in the right frame of mind to continue. Trigger. Trigger. An event or situation that causes something to start. For instance, there are fears that the incident may trigger more protests in the capital city. Daunting. Daunting. If something is daunting, it makes you feel slightly frightened or worried about your abilities to achieve something. As in, reforming the political system is a daunting task. Procrastination. I'm sure this sounds like a very complicated word if you've never heard it before. I'm also sure that every single person listening today has experienced procrastination at some point in your life, 
In fact, right now, some of you might be procrastinating by listening to thinking in English. What is procrastination? In short, procrastination means not doing your work or your tasks, delaying or putting off your tasks until the last moment, or maybe even after the deadline, is procrastination. Procrastination is a kind of self-sabotage or self-failure. You know you have a deadline for the task. You know that the deadline is getting closer and closer. And you understand that you have the time to do the work. But you don't do it. Instead, you procrastinate. You are all practicing and improving your English skills. I guess that's why you're listening to me. But many English learners really struggle with procrastination. How many times have you thought about sitting down and spending an hour studying English, only to start doing other tasks and eventually run out of time? Or maybe you are a university student with an essay due at midnight. You have 12 hours left before the deadline and you haven't started yet. But instead of spending all day writing your paper, you spend some of your time doing other things. Checking Instagram, reading pointless articles on Facebook, watching YouTube, doing your laundry, cleaning your room, or any other unrelated task. Regardless of how organized, committed, and well-prepared you are, everyone has found themselves spending hours wasting their time procrastinating, instead of using that time effectively. How many of you spent time today looking at your smartphone when you should have been working? I, I guess almost everyone listening. Over the last few months, I have struggled a lot with procrastination. I had an application due in at the end of April, and although I knew about it for the whole month, I still found myself staying up until 3am on April 29th, finishing a cover letter and writing sample. Why? Well, I had procrastinated the entire month. There was always something else I thought I needed to do. I uploaded the last podcast, the one with uh, Dan Sensei, which if you haven't listened to, go and take, uh, listen to it after this one. Um, but I uploaded the last podcast a few hours later than usual. Why? Procrastination. I knew I needed to finish editing and transcribing the conversation, so I woke up earlier than usual in preparation. However, I spent the first hour after I woke up making coffee and reading the news, and then I spent the second hour playing a game on my phone, and then I had an hour and a half meeting, and then I finally got around to finishing that podcast. So, why do we procrastinate? Why do we do it? There are a few different possible reasons for procrastination. Perhaps the biggest reason is that we often assume things won't take a long time to do or finish. I thought editing the podcast with Dan would take about an hour. It ended up taking me four hours due to the conversation being longer than I thought and the transcription being difficult to complete. Researchers studying university stu students 
have shown that they procrastinate for a few main reasons. First, they overestimate how much time they have left to complete a task. Second, they underestimate the length of time it will take to complete that task. So, for example, let's imagine you have four hours to complete a task and the task you need to complete will take about four hours to do. So really, you should start right now, work for four hours, and you will have it completed. But in the real world, people will often feel as though they have longer than four hours. You know, I look at my watch, oh, it's 4pm, and the deadline is 8pm. I have lots of time, many hours. But really, you only have four hours. And people also feel that the task will only take two or three hours to do instead of the four hours. So this leads to people starting tasks too late and only realising they're running out of time too late. Moreover, the researchers showed how people assume that they need to be in the right frame of mind to do their work. They feel that they will be more motivated later and that they can't complete their tasks without making sure they are feeling ready. Maybe they feel like they need to go to the gym first, get a coffee first, read the news first, do something before they start working. But take a nap, I guess. But the truth is, normally you don't need to do any of those things. Normally it's actually better if you don't go and get that coffee, and instead if you just start working. There are other reasons for procrastination too. Maybe you don't know what to do or how to do it. Maybe you don't really want to do a task. You don't care about it and don't care when it gets done. Some people believe they work better under pressure and that they can finish work at the last minute. Or maybe they have simply got into a habit of doing things just before the deadline. And other people lack the initiative to get started. They need time to think, or they want to wait until the right moment. Tim Peichel, who wrote a book called Solving the Procrastination Puzzle, said that procrastination is an emotional reaction to something we don't want to do. In his book, he identifies seven triggers seven characteristics of a task that can make it more likely you will procrastinate. If a task is boring, frustrating, difficult, ambiguous, unstructured, not rewarding, or has no personal meaning, you will be much more likely to procrastinate. So from all of these reasons, I'm sure you can all see there are many different types of procrastination and procrastinators, people who procrastinate for different reasons. And you probably recognize a few of these reasons yourself. Maybe you think or you do the same things. Overall, I guess it's possible to divide people who procrastinate into two different categories, passive and active. Passive procrastinators are people who don't necessarily choose or want to do things at the last moment. Instead, 
They delay their tasks and work because they struggle to make decisions, find it difficult to get motivation, and struggle to act straight away. And I think this is me. This is my problem. I overestimate how much time I have left and I struggle to make the decisions or the right decisions. Active procrastinators are people who do choose or do want to do things at the last minute. Some people feel like they work better under pressure or stress. They get into a habit of working at the last minute and continue to do this for every task they have. Many of my friends at university, especially when we were 18 or 19, had this exact mentality. Do you procrastinate? Which type of procrastinator do you think you are? I'm sure we'd all be so much more productive and stress-free if we never put our jobs or tasks off. So how can we stop procrastinating? Fortunately, there are ways to resist the desire or impulse to procrastinate and to train yourself to work more efficiently. Earlier this week, I read a Harvard Business Review article by Chris Bailey which introduced five possible solutions to the procrastination problem and also inspired this episode. I'm going to summarize and explain his arguments over the rest of this podcast. However, you are also more than welcome to go and read the uh, Harvard Business Review article if you'd like to as well. I'll put a link in the uh, description of the podcast If I forget, it will definitely be on the blog. I've already linked it in the transcript. So the first tip in the article is to reverse the procrastination triggers. I mentioned earlier in the episode a few different things that can make you more likely to procrastinate. For example, if you find the task boring or frustrating, usually if you don't want to do an activity, you are more likely to procrastinate. So if you change the way you think about a task, you might find it easier or more enjoyable. English learners who complain that studying is difficult or boring never study as much as students who really enjoy studying and learning. If you look forward to doing an activity, you are much less likely to procrastinate. So try to think more positively about tasks. Find a way to make them simpler or more understandable and set yourself challenges to make it more exciting. Find your limits. The next tip is to find your limits, or in other words, to work within your resistance level. How long can you study for? or work for before you start to procrastinate? Are you able to focus for five hours? Probably not. How about one hour or 30 minutes? Shorten the amount of time you spend on a certain task until you find the best length of time for yourself and make sure you take regular breaks. If you know you are only going to work for 30 minutes before your next break, you are much less likely to start procrastinating and instead work for the entire 30 minutes. 
Just do something. Next, just do something. Do anything. Get started. Research suggests that it is far easier to continue a task than to start a task. So, once you start, you are quite likely to be able to continue and you will keep processing and thinking about the task all day. You also might find that the task is not as boring or frustrating as you feared or thought. So starting is the difficult part, but just start, just do something. And this is a tactic or method, I guess, that I discovered myself as a student many years ago. I never write essays, reports, or papers, or even podcasts from the beginning. Instead, I start in the middle. I find a point I'm interested in or confident about writing, and I start from there. Once I've started, the task seems so much less daunting, and I can go to the more difficult parts later on. Think about the impact of procrastination. The Harvard Business Review recommended listing all of the costs and negative effects caused by procrastination, especially for really big tasks or projects. Think about all of the stress, missed social events, TV shows you could have watched, and the impact on your happiness. For even larger projects, something like saving money to buy a house or saving money for your retirement, Think about the impact of procrastination on your finance, your health, or your future, and then use this as motivation to stop procrastinating. Disconnect. Finally, disconnect. Get one of those apps on your phone that stops you procrastinating. Turn your phone off, or even put it in a different room. Some apps include freedom or self-control, but I think newer iPhones and Androids probably have similar features too, which stop you going on distracting websites and distracting games. Basically, get rid of all of the ways you like to procrastinate. If you find yourself on your phone, turn it off. If you tend to browse the internet, turn off your Wi-Fi. Get rid of all of those distractions that make you procrastinate. If you want to do housework, Go out, go to a cafe and work in a cafe instead. Then you cannot be distracted by the laundry or the uh, dirty dishes in your sink. So here is today's final thought. On today's episode of Thinking in English, I have discussed procrastination. And as I mentioned throughout the episode, This is something I have struggled with a lot in recent months, and I'm sure many of you also find yourself procrastinating too often. I spend far too much time looking at my phone or watching YouTube videos when really I should be researching, studying Japanese, or writing a podcast. Hopefully, after listening to today's episode, you understand why you procrastinate, have received a few tips to help you stop. I'm certainly going to try some of the advice from the Harvard Business Review. How about you? How often do you procrastinate? Have you procrastinated today? What ways do you usually procrastinate? Do you use your phone or, I don't know, play with a game? 
Do you have any tips to help uh, thinking in English listeners stop procrastinating? If you do, let me know in the comments on the blog, uh, the comments on Spotify, or send me a message on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Thinking in English podcast. Please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen. Um, if you're on Apple, write a review that really, really help uh, help the podcast and help Thinking in English grow. Check out some of my other episodes. Um, you can look through the list on uh, the Thinking in English blog. There's lots of great content on the blog and also lots of great content on my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast on the Instagram. I'm trying to hit 500 followers, not 500 followers, 500 likes on Spotify and hopefully by the end of April, close to 4,000 followers on Instagram. So hopefully you can help me achieve these goals. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can always uh, donate. Um, but the best way really is sharing with your friends, following on Spotify, making sure you listen to the whole episode, even to the me speaking right now. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. And I hope you have an excellent day. <laughs>